The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too And welcome to My Brother, My Brother, Me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I am your sweet baby brother and 30 under 30 media luminary, Griffin McElroy. Isn't it rich? Actually, there has to be a certain separation. There's so many songs. There's a lot of songs tearing around. Okay. One who is this the only song you know? It, it might be doesn't the only even song apply. Justin's ever heard. There's it lots of, there's lots of songs I know, but that song doesn't even apply to this. It's Are the ten we year the clowns? An- no, it's the t- here. We've always been the clowns. It's the ten year anniversary spectacular that we are not putting extra effort into. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, one, we ch- did something different for our five hundredth episode, and you need consistency right now. We can't just throw another really special episode on you out of nowhere. The whiplash, come on. Secondly, there's just, it's just a hard time right now, okay? (laughs) So get off our back. And you know what? Thirdly, we're tired. 10 years of this. 10 years. I mean, we, okay, do the math, folks. This is episode 506. In 10 years, we have missed 14 episodes. Not bad. Not, not bad. bad. Not a bad hit rate. That's uh, 1.4 episodes a year we've missed. Hey, everyone, let's go on a trip back in time to 2010. <laughs> we're, what were we, we all doing? Well, we were in theaters. We were watching The King's Speech. Uh-huh. We were enjoying- I still haven't seen it. We were enjoying Winter's Bone as a nation. Mm, no, it didn't Seems read like it. a million years. Winter's Bone. Can you even remember? Toy um, Story 3? It's like we're it's like decoding ancient hieroglyphs, isn't it? I'll um, never forget when Justin called us and said, "Guys, I know how we can make a quick buck. We'll just start this podcasting thing. The money is there. We can do whatever. We'll just phone something in and get that sweet cash." He we said, said, "We'll get that sweet cash for inflation, counting for inflation." And he knew like in the context of this conversation, it was like, for inflation, this is going to be a lot of money 10 years from now. Yeah. And also, I just got out of Winter's Bone in the theater, and I drove home listening to um, Dynamite by Teo Cruz because yeah. it's 2010, yeah. and that's how we fucking do things this year. I did I did a, uh, I did a double feature, King's Speech and Winter's Bone, uh, and now I'm ready for the yucks. So let's get that comedy money. Uh, if we take a look back, I want to keep talking about 2010 for a second. Oh, okay. A different world we live in. Uh, I just want to mention one of the big things that happened in 2010 is 33 Chilean miners were trapped in a mine mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh. a half mile underground and then emerged safely uh, from, from that uh, mine. That's uh, cool. So after two months, yeah. so that's ten years since the Chilean miners thing, and, and of course uh, the Xbox Connect came out and changed gaming for the me. good wife with Juliana Margulies. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? How about that? How about them fucking apples? And it's now anamorphed into the good fight on CBS All Access. If you uh-huh. want to check that check out, check that out. But in twenty, how? What a difference. 10 years makes the good wife with a Juliana Margulies going into the second season in 2010, three young boys with dreams in their eyes and their hearts and sweat on their brow, put together a podcasting empire. 10 years pass. Now it's the good fight on CBS all access. Still a great show. Not as much Juliana Margulies. Mm -hmm. Too true. Couldn't hold on to Juliana. So let's just do a regular show and not make a big deal out of it. Okay. It's been 10 years. Um, 
And and I can't I can't wait to, for ten more. Can I listen to CeeLo Green's "Fuck You" or "Forget You," which also dr- damn y'all? Can I just 2010 real quick? Rolling in the deep by Adele, "Runaway" Huge. by Kanye West, "Just the Way You Are" by Bruno Mars, "Super Bass" by Nicki Minaj, "Dancing on My mm. Own" by Robin, "California Girls" by Katy Perry, uh, "Fucking Firework" by Katy Perry. Like, hello, one year? Are you sure? Moves like Jagger by Maroon Five. <laughs> Are you sure in one year you want to do all that? Okay. <laughs> Call Your Girlfriend by Robin. Fine. That's cool. Damn. Hey, and let's just take a quick look over at the movies. It's just Avatar. That was the only movie in 2010. Oh. Yeah. So was Winter's Bone within, like, as you were watching Avatar, it was, like, <laughs> it buried was a, in it? It was yeah. a spinoff. It was, oh. <laughs> it huh. was a spinoff. Okay. Hey, real though, though, can I just say though, real quick yeah. though, if I could just say real quick, <laughs> yeah, give it to yeah, us real please. quick, Juice. Hey, I'm looking at that box office for 2010, <laughs> right at eight, nine, ten. You got Despicable Me, Shrek, Forever After, How to Train Your Dragon. Are you okay? We're doing Is everybody great. all right? Holy shit! Yeah. Anyway, 2010 was a banger of a year. Zolo, never forget it. Beats the shit out of our current sort of situation. Yeah, tight. so much better than our year. Yeah, Tightrope by Janelle Monet. Come on, let's go back. Take me back. Uh, earlier this week, I was doing some gardening with my sister. I, it was hard to concentrate because two cats were boisterously making love beyond the hedge. Uh, our cat is uh, our yard is a cat hot spot, so this is likely not the last time it will happen. I want to spend more time in the garden, but I'm afraid the ambiance will be broken by a couple of cats getting down. What can I do about these feisty felines? That's from Yard Dweller. I hate doing animal questions. You know, the problem is, hmm. I don't know fucking anything about animals, but a lot of people on internet defo do. Right. And they definitely want to talk about, I don't think we've ever answered an animal question that like a, a, a SWAT team of 30 animal experts didn't <laughs> fall through the skylight. Like, no, wait, the horse, you can't do that. His feet are actually made of nails no, or whatever. But, Justin, you might not know from cats, but I know you know about fucking Justin does know about that. no you, no come on dude that's why we all call you the fuck ma- fuck master uh, so now you're infringing on blank checks trademarks that's great okay the that's fuck, great now the we're fuck in hot do- water. the fuck doctor uh, is here Justin oh. he doesn't know anything about cats. professor fuck professor fuck is here and um, you don't need to know about cats you just need to know how to stop people but it, it could stop be linked something from fucking. Justin's point could still hold, though, because we could be like, well, just chase them off so they don't have sex. And then we will get like 50 tweets from people like, oh, cats have to have sex or they'll die. And it's like, ah, oh, man. Eventually. Eventually, well, I guess that's true. Broadly speaking. Yeah. yeah. The, the, as a species. Maybe we need to focus more on like what is making your yard conducive. Ooh. What is cat yeah, fucking. Yeah. You've turned your your yard into a sort of feline sort of caligula den what Uh have you what what do you just leave saucers of milk and also what makes cat horny like Mm. well i i mean i like i said i think that you could just universally describe things that would make anything horny you know like Mm. uh, as you've already said saucer of milk Mm. um comfortable sheets cats Um, cats movie makes humans horny yeah what's a human movies you think a human movie any huh. movie about humans so just i guess you have pornographic films running in mm. your yard on like little ipod nanos that might be part of the problem yeah get rid of those did you say sheets comfortable sheets yeah in your yard well, I know this is just spitball. I was just throwing. <laughs> You're noodles. assuming that this person has maybe left some comfortable sheets in their yard. No, but maybe there's something replicating comfortable sheets. Like maybe there's some really smooth ivy, right? And they're like, "Ooh, this is the cat equivalent of sheets. I want a bone on this." Right? I like that Justin need to get took, rid of that ivy. I like that Justin took umbrage with that, and not with my suggestion that you have iPod Nanos showing pornography <laughs> as if you've set in a bunch of different sort of drive-in smut theaters for borrowers and Honey, I Shrunk the Kid situations. Our counter-argument, the iPod Nanos have to be somewhere. We bought yeah, a lot of them. Where are they now? I don't have one. You don't have one. He doesn't have one. So they're somewhere, we kept right? Eat, we kept ch- eating them, didn't we? As a dare. Yep. <laughs> Just kept munching them. Where you know, maybe it's, go? maybe it's just that your yard is a place where cats feel comfortable. 
having sex. Maybe it's not an arousal thing. They're just like, you know what? I feel like I can really be myself here and really let go. It's like the like the sandals for cats. You know, they go, they're they feel comfortable there. It's all inclusive, mm. uh, and they're able to let their hair down and really make love. Really, I mean, this is not this is uh, for fun sex for these cats. Maybe, mm. yeah. I mean, it could just be a snowball effect where a couple of cats fucked in your yard once, and then yes. other cats saw that and they were like, "Oh, it's safe to fuck in that yard." Yep. So I think you do need to. And this may be one of the more irresponsible suggestions I've sort of put out there, but get a lover and you both dress up like kitty cats and go in your neighbor's yard and start boisterously plowing. And yeah. but just be like, meow, this this butt is the cat's pajamas. Or say whatever. They would just it is. say our pajamas. This is as good as our this yeah. This is the us meow. So <laughs> But do it loud and make it Boisterous. seem uh, make it seem appealing. Like, oh, that yard must have better sexual energy in it because I see two enormous bipedal cats. Uh huh. And so, like, that's a part. That's the party I want to be on. Now, how do you do this without your neighbor seeing or anyone else seeing or God seeing God in heaven who sees all? You don't want him to see this one. No, nah, not this one. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a tarp. That's great, Travis. That's great. You know, up on sticks, so you have room underneath it so the cats can see from the side, but God looking down from the sky can't see around the tarp. He's afraid of tarps. I have a- Can't see through them. It's like his lead. Hey, I have a Yahoo here. Can I read it? <laughs> God can't see through tarps. Can't see That's through tarps. That's funny, though. Thank I'm you. sad you said that at the end. Yeah. Because I, if I wasn't bored of this question by now, I think I would <laughs> hang out there and play with that, but I'm, I'm, I'm done pretty good. I'm pretty good done um, at this point. This is a super cool Yahoo that the Prospector Merritt Palmer sent in. Thank you. It's an anonymous Yahoo Answers user. I really wish somebody had stamped their name on this one. So instead, I'm going to call it Susanna. Susanna Nana asks. If the founding fathers left. If the founding fathers. If the founding fathers left behind a magic horn that could summon the legends. If the Founding Fathers left behind a magic horn that could summon the legends of American history, would now be the time to blow it? <laughs> oh, that, man, that's such a hard decision to make, you know? Because you only get to do it once. You only, yeah, I mean, they specifically wrote that. They specifically inscribed that on the magic horn when they left it behind and buried it uh, beneath the White House. But it, it goes on. If the Founding Fathers left behind a magic horn that could be blown in a time of dire need to save America, but it would only work once, thank you, Travis, Uh would now be the time to use it? They would stay... (laughs) (laughs) They would stay till the next new moon. So there's like even more... All right, let's let's break this down. This continues on. The founding fathers could come back and solve the political problems. Great inventors like Edison and Tesla and Curie and Joe Jos Salk, Jonas Salk could uh, and such could find a vaccine and a cure for the coronavirus. The inventors and scientists could work out something for saving the environment. It would be cool to see the great composers, musicians, and singers again who would bring us wow. great music to inspire us through this crisis. Andrew's sisters could be back a while, just like they were in World War II. John Henry and Paul Bunyan could build us some new infrastructure. What it is would happening? Like- well, they blew Magic Horn and brought back all American legends. Let me finish. It was- okay, no, wait. I'm you, I do want to dispute. Some of these are real human beings that invented fucking vaccines, and some of them are Paul Bunyan. Yeah. <laughs> so I am, I am tra- this is a good horn. I also <laughs> say, I, uh, I'm pretty sure. Okay, Marie Curie, I'm uh, kind of sure. But Tesla, I know, wasn't born here. I would not call them American legends. Maybe we know of them here. But it's uh, not like... Can we claim Marie Curie? Is that ours? You gotta let so. me. You gotta let me finish because there's one last Sorry. part here that is maybe the wildest one of all. It would likely. It, it would likely conjure. It would likely conjure the armies of the past who could restore peace in the Middle East. Oh, okay. I don't think that that's what they've been waiting on over there. I don't think they've been waiting <laughs> on a bunch of old timey soldiers to show up in old 
heavy woolen garb with their muskets and what have you and been like, oh, that was it. That was the piece of the puzzle that's been missing the whole time. Uh, Final sentence. If there was such a magic horn, would now be the time to use it? Well, okay. So I think a couple things we can kind of maybe poke holes in a little bit. Like if I I think if Edison, uh, Marie Curie, uh, Jonas Salk, uh, Tesla, if they came back now, I think they would have so much science to catch up on. Like, I don't think that, like, that they would be able to get to it by the next new moon, right? Because they'd come back and they'd be like, whoa, let me see that iPhone. And you're like, yeah, but let's work on coronavirus. And they're like, I'm so, look, give me a minute. Is that a TV? What the hell, right? Like, I don't think coronavirus, we're going to get to that. You know what I mean? Well, they'd have to also jump through some hoops. Edison has fallen, I would say, greatly out of out of favor. Yeah, uh, he's gonna be doing so. Like his main first thing is gonna be just rebuilding the brand. I think. Yeah, he definitely. has had it. He has had it. Here's rough here's lately. how we go. <laughs> Fucking Tesla, Marie Curie. They're like, "What's up? What's up?" People are like, "Oh, fuck yeah, cool. Come on in." Edison's like, "What's up? Your man Edison's here too. Anybody need anything invented?" And they'll be like, "Yo, tell us about this elephant that you shocked to to death, partner." And He'd have to be like, oh, fuck, I think I can really whip this thing into, no, you're right. Okay, so, listen, it was a different time. Um, we- you have gone from, you have gone from, like, world-renowned inventor father of, like, the electric light to literal Doctor Who villain. <laughs> yes. In a literal episode of Doctor Who, my man. I know it's been rough since you kind of checked out with the dying, but things have not gone well for you in the interim. You should have left a very sympathetic, like, memoir yes. or something. And can you imagine, if Paul Bunyan comes back and you're like, let's get to work on this infrastructure, how about some kind of universal Wi-Fi event? And he's like, what? What are you talking? What I can dig a new Grand Canyon. Like, no, we need highways. We need restructured bridges. Oh, I don't do that. I've, I've, I've never. I've, in my mindscape, I have thought of a deeper hole we can poo poo and pee in. Like, not <laughs> fun. John Henry, we're gonna need you to do some kind of light rail system. Uh, no, uh, I'm a steel driving man. Uh, well, I don't know anything about that. You have 24 hours to learn all about electromagnets. Or else we're going to blow the fucking horn again. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. You'll send me back to hell. <laughs> what? All of them are in hell. They're all in hell. Okay, wow. Even Jonas Salk all of the polio vaccine. <laughs> Oof. That's a tough break, Jonas. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hey, you gave it away for free and refused to patent your vaccine, but you're in hell? Yep. You don't know what other stuff you was into. I, you know what? I that's a tough way to counterbalance that, Trav. I, guess, I mean, not my works are you saved? I do get that for sure. Um, all right, let's put this let's put this out there right now. The next new moon uh, is going to come April twenty second. So right now, okay. right now, sort of chronologically speaking, is not the best time to blow this. No, horn. no, no, no. But, uh, but April Griffin. April April twenty third, we blow this horn. We get the maximum amount of time with these American legends. But here's the problem, Griffin. What if there's between, a problem? Yes. Between now and the 22nd is when th- it's the exact moment we most needed them, right? So we might not, it, it might be quality over quantity, right? Like we, well, we would only have 10 days with them, but in that 10 days is when we needed them most. Well, I would argue that we should have fucking blown this horn on what, February well, or March 22nd? Like, yeah, Griffin. Yeah, duh. But we we should have, but we, we did just found the horn, didn't we? We, we just, just found, found it. Horn. We were repainting that one bathroom, and it mm-hmm. was we peeled off the wallpaper, and there was a little door there, and we just never looked. Um, I think we never looked. What do you think the founding fathers like? If John Adams came back now and like fixed the American government, he'd be like, "Ooh, I don't fucking know, man." Like, I don't know. And it's like, oh, okay. And he's like, so I got what I got, like, what, 27 days left? I'm just going to go. Well, I can't go outside, huh? Because you guys fucked that up. Ooh. Sorry. I'm pretty sure that, like, their shit aged pretty bad, also. Pretty sure by the time Bill, pretty sure by the time Bill Wrights came out, that most of them were like, oh, man, we fucking beefed it pretty bad on that one huh the whole foundational shit ah beans i don't think that's gotten better since what why didn't we put we should have put no scrubs into the constitution yeah damn it should have just written no scrubs i know right that's what i said (laughs) i said that and you said but what about him he's a scrub and i said no scrubs 
Do you have to play a, a song on the magic horn, or is it just, is it sort of um, like one of those long recolo horns that you just kind of like emit a deep blow from? And then do they come out of the horn? Huh? No, I think it just summons it. You blow it, knock, knock, knock. Hey, you, you needed us? Like, it would be weird if they sprung fully formed. How big is the horn, though, I guess? Because if the horn is, like, gigantic and we found it, like, in, you know, I don't know, a desert or something, that's pretty cool. But if it's just, like, a handheld number, I don't want to see human beings come out of it. I bet fucking Alexander Hamilton would be pretty psyched about everything, though, huh? <laughs> yeah, he'd, yeah. Pr- he'd probably enjoy it. He'd, he'd probably, probably be come cool out. with all this stuff. He'd be like, how's the money stuff? Not good, not good. I'll do what I can, but hold on. First, let me enjoy this moment. I actually, it would be a little. That would be kind of. I think that would be difficult because it's like they did a whole musical about me. Yeah, how do people feel about it? They fucking love it. Oh yeah, can I go see it? You cannot. Nope, that I cannot. <laughs> I am so sorry about this, but you cannot do that. Can't. Well, soon, right though, before the next new moon, right? Uh. <sighs> Um, this is challenging. I can't wait to see the end when I shoot Aaron Burr right in his fucking head and wa- waste that dude, right? That's how it happened, right? Did I waste him? I sure hope I did, right? God, it's been so long. Um, oh, real quick, you guys. Um, yeah, please. Now that everyone's stuck at home, I thought that this would be a really good time. Oh, no. He's about to do something bad, isn't he? Hi, everybody. I was just about to give a quiz to my brothers, so I thought it was a good time for you all to play along at home. <laughs> yes! Yes. Yeah, you know what? Actually, I I like it now. Oh, good. Now, I've tried something new here. Rather than one question for both of you, I've written... The the format was not broken, pal. You would... (laughs) I have written multiple questions, but... uh, So, three questions for Justin and three questions for Griffin. Holy oh, so it's Christ, twice as that's long. That's got a lot of Good. questions. But only only Justin is allowed to answer Justin's questions and only Griffin is allowed to answer Griffin's questions, but everyone at home is welcome to play along on all the questions. So let's begin. <sighs> Justin, yeah, of the original 150, please name the three ghost type Pokémon. Uh, this is easy shit. <laughs> Ghastly. Uh-huh. That's one. Oh. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh no. Um Ghastly? Oh, I'm sorry, Justin. Time is up. Griffin, do you wanna Fucking Ghastly Haunter and Gengar? Get get <laughs> And technically, and technically, that one Marowak that was Cubone's mom that was dead as hell at the top of uh, the tower. So now, now Griffin at Disneyland, yeah. which animal is given free reign to roam the park at night? What animal? A yep. horse. No, I'm sorry. The answer is feral cats. There's uh, estimated to be over 200 feral cats that roam the grounds of Disneyland. Well, they should go to Disneyland. About that. Disneyland sucks. <laughs> is that why you did this? To give me an opportunity to say Disneyland sucks? Oh, really? You're just your Disney World, man. Only. Oh. Yeah, Disneyland is. Uh, I got to get you to I mean, Disneyland. It's pretty good if you can get past the feral cats. <laughs> Um, I heard it's not even open. So, Justin. Yeah, I bet they're having a fucking heyday, by the way. 200 feral cats? You mean 2,000. (laughs) The gates are open. Everything's made of feral cats. Justin, currently, Evie has eight possible evolutions. Please name at least five. Um, Evie, possible evolution. I mean, are you Googling? No, I'm not Googling, which you'll know because I won't. Um, EV8? Eight? eight seems like so many, right? Yeah. Seems like a lot. lot. Keep track. Uh-huh. It's a lot to keep track of. Um, maybe like Clay. I wanted to say Clay Fairy for the last one. So I'm going to say Clay Fairy again. No, God. Come on. EV2? EV they, okay, they all end in Eon. Griffin, how many can you name? Radi- Radeon. Is that no. one? God damn it. How many can you card. name, Griffin? Well, you got Jolteon, Flareon, and Vaporeon from Gen 1, and I think that's when they added Espeon and Umbreon, which was a psychic and dark type. You do have Leafeon and Glaceon, which is ice, and the fairy type one is Sylveon? Damn, that's all eight right there. Huh. Okay. You guys want me to know that it's eight Pokemon. Are you fucking kidding me? It's eight now, Pokemon. Griffin, and yeah. if you get anywhere close to the number, I yeah. will count it as correct. Okay. But how many churros are sold at Disneyland every year? A billion. 
Jesus. No, over 2.8 million. That's ah, a lot of churros, though, huh? That's quite less. That's a lot of yeah. churros. Sorry, I'm just trying to answer these as quickly as possible. I appreciate that. I could that. sooner answer, by the way, questions about Pokemon than I could about Disneyland. Oh, really? <laughs> well, that bad theme next park week, that no one enjoys. Next week, I'll make them on Disney World. Or don't yeah. do it next week. Let's so, not. Justin, mm. Pikachu's yeah. name is a Japanese onomatopoeia portmanteau for what two words? Pikachu's name is a Japanese onomatopoeia portmanteau for you what? Can't have an on- okay. It is a two. It is a portmanteau of two onomatopoetical words. I guess I, two onomatopoetical English words. Uh, no. Okay, so just no, no problem. Yeah, let me just dip in my knowledge of Pokemon and Japanese <laughs> to come up with uh, peak peak. I always thought it was like peek at you. Okay. <laughs> so, like, like you know how you. he's a dirty perv. <laughs> like he's a dirty perv when he peeks at you. I peek at you. Uh, it's actually. Uh, oh, let me so, get it. Let me. Let me. Okay. I mean, Choo Choo Rocket is about a mouse. So, I think Choo is the onomatopoetic noise that a mouse makes. Okay. Which would mean that Pika is the sound that electricity makes. Well, hey, you know what? I'll count it because Choo Choo is squeaking. And Pika Pika is sparkle. So Pikachu is sparkle and squeaking. Okay. Uh, Griffin, one last question. What doesn't he know? Who said that? When Pirates of the Caribbean originally opened at Disneyland, what authentic props were used on loan from UCLA? Guns. Incorrect. The answer is human skeletons. Oh, they shouldn't have done that. No, not at all. That seems like, horribly, like morally seeking, right? Yeah, that's right. They shouldn't have used those. Time. Those were real dead, real deads. Uh, and and hey, just FYI, uh, those were all returned, but there is still, according to the thing I read, one human skull still in use at Pirates of the Caribbean and Disneyland. So, mm. guess times they haven't uh, changed mm-hmm. that much. Uh. So who won? Oh, that would be well. I guess I fucking Griffin. stomped your ass, dude. Well, yeah, Griffin at least knew the answers to your questions. That's true. Oh well. Uh, hey, we'll get him next time. But thank you, Travis, for that great segment. Uh, I think we all had a lot of fun. It was a nice break from humor. Um, let's uh, take a break and head on over to the money zone. I want to tell you about Blue Apron because I know that neither one of you have ever heard about it before. Get this. Imagine being able to cook food at home, but without having to go anywhere to buy that food first. Mm. Blue Apron sends you a box full of ingredients. Just random ingredients, you ask? No. Specific ingredients to make specific meals that they also give you instructions on how to cook. It's just that Simple. And I know what you're asking. Is it the same three meals every time? No. Yes. Hamburger, spaghetti. No. No, it's different meals each time. And you can choose what kind of meals you want. And these are chef-designed, delicious, ready-to-cook meals with perfectly portioned ingredients and a lot of flavorful options. And it's also near your door starting as low as $7.49 per serving. And it's flexible. You can skip weeks or cancel any time. Feel good about your food and your environment impact with Blue Apron, the first and only meal kit to partner with How To Recycle, which takes the guesswork out of recycling and is committed to transparency and reducing waste. Find comfort in the kitchen with Blue Apron and enjoy delicious home-cooked meal. Check out this week's menu and visit blueapron.com. That's blueapron.com. Blue Apron. Eat your soul. No, feed your soul. Excuse me. <laughs> Eat your own soul. <laughs> you think Shang Tsung ever accidentally ate his own soul? I think yeah. he was like, oh, crap. Probably when he was young, it. right? And first doing it. Yeah. Or he's like, oh, kind of like this. Like, no. <gasps> and he maybe, well, then, is it still in your tummy then? Well, the soul lives in the tummy, and as you ponder that, also ponder about Stitch Fix. It is a a box that is also going to come to your door, and can you build a robot costume out of these boxes? Sure. Nobody's going to stop you from doing that, but there's other clothes, too, that come in these Stitch Fix boxes. It's a personal styling company that makes getting the clothes you love effortless. 
you get sent a box of clothes uh, that is set up for you uh, via the Stitch Fix uh, profile service. You punch in like what kind of stuff you like to wear, and you work with a, a, an online stylist who will then send you clothes. And whatever you like, you keep and you pay for it. Everything else you just ship back, and returns and shipping and exchanges are always easy and free. You just pay a, a $20 styling fee for each uh, fix that gets sent to you, and it's credited towards anything that you keep. So get started today at stitchfix.com. Well, hold on. What if I like to wear clothes that are dumb and ugly and uncomfortable? Will they send me some of those? I mean, if you ask for it, I don't know. Hey, Stitch Fix, give me dumb poo-poo clothes. Give me I the dutiest stuff you they got. They have never sent me poopy clothes ever. They've only sent me good stuff, and I really like it. So get started today at stitchfix.com slash brother, and you will get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash brother for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com slash brother. Stitch Fix, wear your soul. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Graham. And we're two house DJs who have been trapped inside our drum machine. We love it here, and we'd love if you stopped by and visited us every week on Stop Stop Podcasting Podcasting Yourself here on MaximumFun.org. We're just a couple of doofuses from Canada. And listen to our show or perish. (laughs) Stop Podcasting Yourself (laughs) on MaximumFun.org. I got a, another question from a listener. Um, every time I video conference with my coworkers, they comment about the mirror on the wall behind me. I like having the mirror there since it makes the room look bigger. But my coworkers' comments are starting to get annoying. What should I do to hide that mirror that won't start more conversations about the dang mirror? And that's from the man in the mirror. Um, I have no idea. Uh, oh. Yeah. Like, how do you move them? Like, how do you move a What do you do mirror? with it? There's, there's, throw it in the garbage? You break it? There's, yeah. There's nothing to be done. Um, I'm going to have to call in some outside help. You know, li- uh, 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 Elizabeth Gilbert's an author, so she's probably just at home. And she's um, strong. Strong enough to move strong mirrors. Strong enough to move mirrors. Let me, <laughs> let me call her. Elizabeth, I haven't called you yet. <laughs> okay, let me call her real quick. Bleep, bloop, blop, bloop, bleep. <laughs> ring, ring. Banana phone. Uh, hi, hi, hi. This is Liz. Liz, hey, it's Justin hey. and Travis and Griffin. Oh, I didn't see your name McElroy. come up on my yeah. I, my ID. That's that's incredible. Yeah, you should get your phone fixed. It's broken. <laughs> yeah, it's, it may be kind of messed up because I think your phone number does only have five numbers in it. Yeah. <laughs> just happened to be walking by the phone. Just a delight to hear you. Um, I have her on my, my speed dial, actually, She, but she's in the 20,000s, so it does take five <laughs> button presses right. to get yeah. there. Let me uh, text you the question so I don't have uh-huh. to read it again. Yep, yep. Got, <laughs> got it? Okay. And, what is, and, and Justin, what is that? What would that sound like? <laughs> Let me take <laughs> you inside the vent for that. Do some prop work. Come hey, on. Anchor us. Okay. I'll, I'll do it. Hey, Siri. Text <laughs> yes, Elizabeth Justin? Gilbert. Which every Elizabeth time, Gilbert? The only one in my phone. Um, every time I video conference with my coworkers, they comment about the mirror on the wall behind me. I like having the mirror there since it. No, I like having the mirror there. Delete, delete, delete. Okay, start up. Uh, Siri, text Liz Gilbert. <laughs> Every time I video conference with my... Oh, it auto-completed. Okay, it auto-completed <laughs> with the entire rest of the question. Perfect. Okay, so there it is. Liz, you should have it. Liz, you're about to get like that exact text from hundreds of thousands of our listeners, by the way, <laughs> just because of the way that Apple's technology It's weird. Works. It came through, but it came through as like a GoFundMe yeah. directly <laughs> to you guys. So cool. I don't know what that is, but yeah. Well, um, these are trying times, Liz. And, uh, <laughs> I, I really like the sort of cyclical nature of this question uh being pitched to liz gilbert because the last time you were on the show uh four hundred thousand years ago uh, many years ago you you dished out some truly uh helpful and i would say genuinely life-changing advice about working from home and taking it seriously and putting on clean pants every morning (laughs) and here we are now four hundred thousand years later in the grips of some let's say nasty stuff um, and you're kind of, technology has changed. Now we got video conferencing and we got to worry about mirrors and stuff. It's just, it's just, it's a, there's, it's like a beautiful bookend. You know well, what I mean? 
And yet some things haven't changed, mm. you know? Mm. Um, and, and one of the things that hasn't changed, and I think that I would say you guys would agree with me on this is that people should be themselves still. Mm. So, you know, this, this question asker is saying, how can I hide my mirror? Which sounds to yeah. me a lot like, how can I hide my light under a bushel? Thank you. <laughs> and uh, we don't, we don't support that, right? Like we want you to well, show Liz, your mirror. If I may, and this uh, is going to go against, I would say your entire aesthetic, but maybe people shouldn't always 100% be themselves, right? Like <laughs> there's some, there's you know, something, you know what I mean? Like maybe one, hold 1% you, back you, isn't the worst. You'll remember in, um, uh, uh, Elizabeth's novel, Eat, Pray, Love, the woman uh, learns the lesson, which is on the back page and the front page, is be yourself within reason. And <laughs> unless always, other people are looking. Unless other, <laughs> yeah. Dance like people that you sort of care about watching are, in fact, watching you dance. Dance like your coworkers are watching you. <laughs> right. Dance um, like your coworkers who you've built up a kind of facade personality for are watching. You've, you've seen them dance. So, like, keep that in mind as you dance for them. But I have two thoughts on this. One is that I think you should write something on the mirror backwards. Uh-huh. Oh, um, that's good. And, and just ha- and not even make mention of it and then pretend that you can't see it, right? So you could just oh, send, have very dark satanic messages on the mirror. Um, or you could happy also, ones. yeah, it could be yeah, a happy satanic too. message. <laughs> hey, it's me, Satan. Be safe out there. Wash your hands. What if you put their questions about the mirror on the mirror? Um, right. Doug asks, you know, and you just have it be like a whiteboard. Um, could you paint a small child imprisoned inside? Really? (laughs) Can I take it one step further? Cause my idea was to like, I think if we combine that and my idea, which is to do that and then cover it with some kind of black lace. Oh, right, that it oh very nice. So very nice. I like, if I remove this, you, no, you guys don't want to see the mirror anymore. Trust me. Yeah. Cause you'll trade places with whoever you see in there. And then they're yeah. going to, they're going to take over this meeting and there's this, they're going to waste a lot of company time. Yeah. Could you, could you make some sort of a optical illusion with your camera on your phone or on your laptop or whatever you're using? So, when they complain about the mirror, they mention the mirror, you go, uh, okay, you guys, I hear you. I'm going to move it now. But when you go to move it, your reflection doesn't show up in it. Oh, oh that nice. be, there's got to be some somebody. We'll get the top people on that yeah. and see if we can't. Hey, let's call David Blaine. Hold call on. Someone let's... get David Blaine on the phone. <laughs> Let me call him too. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. Hey, it's beep. David Blaine. I'm not done calling you, David Blaine. Uh, Let... But I'm here to help. <laughs> Hey, uh, I knew you were going to call. That's the that's trick. That's a magic trick. <laughs> Look inside the bottle. That's where the mirror is now. <laughs> hey, uh, Liz, if I may call you Liz, let me hit you. Yes. Let me, let me hit you with this. What if, yeah. you know, you've crafted a lot of drama. What do you think about the drama of this moment? The next time your employee or your, your coworkers mention the mirror without missing a beat, you pick up an ashtray that you have there on your desk. <laughs> And chuck it out the mirror and smash it into a million. Oh, it's so good. After that Uh moment, right? You are someone who is capable of anything. (laughs) (laughs) And don't even respond beyond that. Yeah. Like you're right back in that Zoom window and you're just like, you know, I've got the quarterly reports here now for Dan (laughs) and – People will be more. That's more terrifying than if your reflection doesn't show. Yeah, up I bet there. Uh, there's one thing they're not going to do again, and that's trifle with you. There right, will be sure. no trifling. They, they uh, also won't complain about the mirror anymore because it will yeah, be right. yeah, It's gone. Can I? I would like to pitch something uh, along the lines of the optical illusion. You made me think of this. What if before the next meeting you cut a hole in the wall, the exact size of the mirror? And then you put the mirror frame up without the mirror in it. And then behind that hole on the other side of the wall, you put a mirror, right? So it looks like it's reflecting. And the next time someone mentions the mirror, you say, I've had enough of this. And then you step into the mirror world. (laughs) The amazing thing that you just did, Travis, is that sentence itself sounded like a mirror reflected in a mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Someone has. I just got lost in there like. Bouncing from the, like, Some, but if you go back and track it, it all makes sense. Someone it diagrams perfectly. Someone has an absolutely banal problem, and Travis decides to build Pepper's ghost <laughs> behind them. I think this is fun. I think because listen, we we could be in this mess for quite a while, 
I love what I love about Travis's solution <laughs> is you can build on it every week. Maybe the first week you go in and come out, and you're like, oh, that's weird. Everything's in there, but it's backwards. And the second week, maybe you come out with a glowing orb. Mm, and you're like, yeah. Yo, this oh, that's really good. Is why I want you to build up. Uh, I want you to make it as difficult as possible for your coworkers to reconcile your at home fiction with your in the office fiction once you are headed back to the office like once you get back to the office do not mention the mirror world do not mention the be like yo we saw some wild shit when we were talking to you on zoom are you okay i have no idea what you're talking about if you've got a friend in your in, among your coworkers, if you could coordinate it with somehow where you could send them a film so that you sh- appear to be walking through the mirror and coming out into their home mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and then you're li- Right? Worth Even it. worth risking COVID-19, I think, to actually go film that at your now, let's house. Now, be, let's be clear. <laughs> You're going to be fired because yeah. your boss yeah. is going to put together how much mo- time and effort <laughs> you have put into this instead of, I don't know, reports or whatever, right? You're going to lose your job, but you're going to be a legend. Yeah, I think that's good. I don't, I don't, I've never had a job, so I don't know how these things work. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's not true, Elizabeth Gilbert. You do have a job. You're an author and you just published well you didn't publish i'm assuming you have people for this things are I tough a little but print, i got a little printing pr- we're all doing it from home now <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. the, printing uh, books by the paperback <laughs> copy of uh city of girls which i read and enjoyed it's a rocking tale of life in new york city i thought it was very uh it painted a lot of beautiful pictures in my mind and (laughs) what a what a great way to describe reading it's the power of books as i like to say when i talk about the good things that books do i made you hallucinate (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the benefit of publishing out of your own like xerox printer at your house is you can just douse each page in a sort of hallucinogenic uh touchable drug Yes. I have a, a question. I know that was like a, an off ramp, but I do have a question for you. You're yeah. a, as a creative person uh, and you've written and thought a lot about creativity. Uh, and this is like a complete pivot. And I apologize to our listeners because this must be so jarring for a show as consistent and structured as ours. Um, <laughs> what, what I tend to think of creativity is like putting a bunch of different garbage in your mind and rearranging it in interesting ways. No, that's podcasting. <laughs> Fuck. Hang up. Hang up the phone. I can't with you, Liz Gilbert. I can't. Okay, so. Okay, go ahead. I don't I'm have. I'm sorry. I don't. In this, in this world of ours, I mean, like, I can still watch YouTube and I'm loving it for sure. But I'm definitely feeling myself a little starved of, like, the sort of outside impulses of the world that sort of, like, feed into the uh, the the creative uh, uh, engine. Is that something you're struggling with at all? And if if people are like, what's what do you what do you think? You have a do you have a hot take? So, are you saying that in order for you to be inspired, you kind of have to go out in the world and Don't roll around to, in it? And inter- but you personally, that that's how it works for you. I didn't think Justin. so before because I right. do not like going out there. Well, that's what was surprising me about the question. <laughs> but I'm forced out there frequently by touring and and obligations, right? right. And I, apparently, right. I was drawing more on the outside world than I thought because I got nothing right now. Right. Well, I guess you have to just do like, like. It's kind of like the difference between Emily Dickinson's poems and like Walt Whitman's poems. You've so chosen well. the exact right people to make this reference with. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so Walt Whitman's poetry is all about, you know, going and rolling in the in the earth and, and taking it in. And Emily Dickinson never left her bedroom, but she still wrote an incredible body of work. I think you just have to start looking at the world through the eyes of a of a 19th century spinster poetess. Now, Liz <laughs> Gilbert, you probably know way more about this than I do. I know, I think, one thing about each of those people, and it is this. Wouldn't you say Walt Whitman was, I don't know, happier than Emily Dickinson? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Travis, do you want to be happy or do you want to make great, was it poems? Poems. It was, it was poems that she made. I think he might, I think he might have been a little bit happier yet. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm actually surprised by the opposite because I, I am a traveler and yet I'm finding that I'm quite enjoying my little, my little quarantine time at home. And did you guys um, freaky Friday? Maybe. maybe. Freaky Friday. Yeah. It could, it could be. Um, 
I'm not sure because I'm doing different kinds of creativity now. Like I, I've, I've, I've gotten, I ordered a bunch of watercolor paper and, mm. and pens and, and, and I'm actually drawing. I've never, haven't done that since I was a kid. Um, that's a good thing to do when you're inside. So do some, do some art, do some art art and then make jokes about that. I guess. I don't yeah. know how that turns into, how you turn that into comedy gold, but, um, yeah. but that, that would be art, art, art at that point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, too many arts, too many. Okay, too many love. Hey, can I can I just congratulate you guys on your 500th episode? Oh, very recently. Thank you so thank much. You. That's incredible. I, I, I actually think this is for next week's episode. This is our 10 uh, year anniversary celebration. Believe it or not, it's so incredible. We've been podcasting for 10 years. You have brought this woman so much joy over those 10 years. I can't even tell you how I've taken you all over the world with me. We've gone on extremely long walks together in interesting places. <laughs> um, I, I'm so grateful that you exist. And I also wanted to say I was a little jealous on your 500th episode and your kids were on and you were interviewing your kids about what their favorite Mabim Bam episodes were. And um, and I was like, my hand was raised. <laughs> we like, didn't call I on would, you. I would so ask, rude. I would ask, can I answer that just to get it out of my system? Sure, please. please. Um, it, it would be the Ballad of Tit Liquid. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that was. A- I've, I've listened to it several times. Whenever I need a lift, I go back and, and just listen to that a <laughs> little bit because it's so incredibly funny. Thank so um, thank you for letting me get that off my chest. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad uh, that you could share that at great personal <laughs> cost to me. Um, uh, what a generous host we are. Uh, so City of Girls is out in paperback. There's lots of other books you can buy by, by Elizabeth Gilbert. And you should probably oh, I buy. I mean, I'm glad you clarified because there are lots of other books you could buy. But yeah, no, buy Elizabeth Gilbert specifically. <laughs> buy City no, of Girls. Or Travis, don't. actually, There's I'd rather – Travis, I'd rather right now we just focus not on the lots of other books that people could buy. Yeah, just, oh, okay, right, yeah, right, just right. these few books. Just City of Girls just or a little book. handful. This call your uh, call your local bookstore. I bet they they could maybe ship it to you, and that that's nice. And you're supporting two great people: your local bookstore and Elizabeth Gilbert. There's also a, a new, really good alternative to um, Amazon, which is called Bookshop.org, and you can just go to Bookshop.org and you can buy books from independent bookstores online as easily as you could do it on Amazon. So if you if you don't know how to support your local independent bookstore, that's an easy way to do it wherever you are. Excellent. Hey, this is uh, Jeff Bezos. I listen in <laughs> on all the podcasts while they're making them. I just need you to delete that one part. If you delete that one part for me, I don't like it. I don't want it. And uh, delete that for me, please. Elizabeth Gilbert, this is Jeff Bezos. We're canceling all your books. Hey, <laughs> Je- We're gonna- Jeff, Elizabeth, pleasure to meet you. I'm Jesse Thorne. I heard you guys are doing free ads. <laughs> Uh, without anybody paying for them. And I, I'm going to cut that out, too. I listen to all the shows, too. This is what I've always sounded like. Really. While you're relaxing on your Casper mattress, you can buy yourself a book from Bookshop. Oh, no. <laughs> you're getting away thousands of dollars. Casper. Please don't mention my mattresses unless I pay for it. I'm a very outstanding young man, and I won't stand for it. That's robbing from you, the creator. Oh, and I hey, respect John. you. John Casper, uh, Jesse Thorne, this is me, Jeff Bezos, again. I just wanted to say I'm excited to see you two at our Secretive Billionaires hunting party. And uh, we'll catch y'all there. Hey, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's Jimmy me. Squarespace. <laughs> All right, Elizabeth Gilbert, thank you. Uh, you know, the standing offer to just permanently join the show still stands. Oh, anytime you want to take a I'll quit anytime to make room for you. I love you guys. Be safe. You too. We love, love you too. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Dun, 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 dun. What? Yes. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. I want to grow. I want to heal. Fix this failing planet. With fast food meals. Welcome to Munch Squad. Colon. Brands are here for you. A lot of people have been thinking the in this crisis... Have the brands abandoned me? Have my favorite fast food brands abandoned me? And I've been feeling it too because they stopped cranking out uh, hot new menu items for me to discuss. So I felt abandoned. So I started digging and I realized that the brands haven't had time to make great new menu items for me because they're busy fucking doing their part 
to help heal this uh, incredible crisis that our entire planet finds itself embroiled in. So with a spirit of sort of uh, um, a well, a good natured and uh, a pat on the shoulder and maybe a slightly patronizing nod, I want to give you some of the updates on what our brands are doing to help sort of do their part. Um, Carl's Juniors slash Hardee's uh, are providing an eat. A lot of people are doing family meals. Let you get a big old mess of food mm. for a good price to take home to your family, save you a bunch of hassle, which is great. Carl Jr. and Hardee's are they're still charging you money for them. This is still a transaction. <laughs> oh, okay. They've adjusted their product to meet the current demand. Carl's Jr. and Hardee providing, but they, boy, howdy, do these brands feel pretty proud of the fact that they froze their food for you. <laughs> Carl's Jr. and Hardee are providing an easy solution for family meals in an effort to help people focus on taking care of their families while we take care of the burgers and biscuits. <laughs> while we keep the burgers and biscuits safe. We're protecting the burgers and the biscuits in support of the families across the country that are coming together around mealtime. Carl's Jr. and Hardee's are launching the new family bundles menu that includes signature items like charbroiled burgers, ham-breaded chicken tenders, and made-from-scratch biscuits, providing everything you love for everyone you love bundled up and priced right. I'm talking about little Jeffrey. I'm talking about sweet Susan, your wife. Let's get her filled up with these charbroiled broils. We love them. I, we love you. Please eat our that's broils. Gonna, that's going to be pit kicking off Thursday. Family menu bundle by drive through. You can pick them up as Carl's Jr. and Hardy's remain committed to serving their communities and for a reasonable fee and helping everyone to feed their happy. Boston Market, they got a little bit more of a religious focus. <laughs> Quote, huh. with all this, they got their own meal deals, their own frozen meal deals. With all that's happening around the world right now, we know that Easter celebrations will be different and smaller this year, says Boston Market Chief Executive Officer Eric Wyatt. Our team at Boston Market would like to help with any type of Easter meal you might be planning, with numerous convenient options available for pickup, home delivery, or home shipment. The health and safety of both our guests and our team members is our top priority. So we want to do everything we can to ensure everyone has a safe and healthy holiday this Easter. I appreciate you, Boston Market. Thank you. Zaxby's got their own meal deals. Quote, we wanted to create an affordable meal featuring our signature menu items for families during these challenging times, says Zach McLeroy, Zaxby's CEO and co-founder. Have you noticed how we never hear from the CEOs, but now that they've frozen a lot of food in big boxes, now they'll come down for their fucking sedans to, to waltz amongst us commoners. Well, Justin, they did it for our families and our sick cousin. <laughs> for the communities our, and the families. Our sick cousin, Dave. And everyone, all of them. Zaxby's, uh, uh, Zaxby's is always focused on bringing people together with flavorful comfort yep. food I've made with always, uncompromising quality. I have always said that. Zaxby's, I, their number one thing is bringing people together. Now, more than ever, we're all family. <laughs> Just, you know, family that will charge you $20 for a large tray of frozen chicken fingers. Oh, wait, are you guys not doing that in your house? Like when BB comes to eat, I'm like, $12. $12, please. Uh, this is good. Uh, Zaxby's is like, this is all very well and good. What if they don't know our name? An alternative to fast food, fuck off. Zaxby's serves fresh, prepared at order, hand-breaded chicken fingers with a Z and wings that can be tossed in a variety of nine sauces. Ooh. The menu also features four salads. I'm not reading the rest of the things they have for sale. Next quote, Zaxby's has been serving up premium chicken fingers and wings for 30 years. Read a book. We want our guests, <laughs> we want our guests to know we're here for you now and we're not going anywhere. <laughs> quote, we'll weather this storm together and come through it stronger than ever. <laughs> Zaxby's. They're here forever for you. You can't kill Zaxby's by conventional methods. We are immune. We had it once. We got over it. We're immune we now. We have no lungs to infect. We're <laughs> Zaxby's. We're all fingers. And we don't wash them. <laughs> do at some point. Yeah. Uh, lastly, uh, the one that I do want to 
especially hold up as I tear down is White Castle because they are actually doing anything that is charitable from April 7th to April 30th. Healthcare workers and EMTs can go through the drive-thru of any White Castle restaurant each day to receive one free combo meal or breakfast combo. They just have to show their work ID. Fuck yeah. So I want to say, White Castle, that is wonderful. White Castle team members will be delivering crave cases of sliders to hospitals and other healthcare facilities in the regions where White Castle has restaurants. <laughs> That's good. The alternative would have been insane. <laughs> We're going to be airdropping White Castle all over this nation. <laughs> we put them in a White Castle cannon and blasted them off. On April 6th, White Castle delivered 1,200 sliders to four hospitals in the Detroit area. That is very good, although I cannot imagine that the smell of 1,200 White Castle sliders has made that situation a lot more appealing. It's about the taste, Justin. You don't smell these wet squares. They say that. They print that on the napkin. Don't smell our wet squares. Just eat them because they taste good. In the midst of this pandemic, healthcare workers have put it all on the line to serve and take care of us. Now it's our turn to serve them says Jamie Richardson, vice president at White Castle. I'm hoping the president was extremely, extremely busy because they couldn't come out for this one. Providing free sliders and meals to healthcare workers is a way for us to show our appreciation for everything they're doing right now. So White Castle, a little good-natured, funny expense, but good on you for really supporting uh, people. And that's what's going on as our our brands are taking care of of us. So thank you, brands. I know we're going to get through this together. Stronger. And, uh, stronger. Stronger. Stronger together. Zaxby says stronger than ever we're going to It's going to be better together. after, even. It's good. Zaxby's just, is like, it's going to be even better after. You're going to be like, we have been looking for, Zaxby's has been looking for its chance to grow, you know? And sometimes, sometimes that little tree in the forest needs another tree to maybe fall over to get a little more sunlight on that little tree. Zaxby's is hoping some of its uh, big siblings maybe go down in this. So Zaxby's ends up being stronger than ever. More Yeah, extremely powerful. Thank you, Zaxby's. Folks, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, And sincerely, I know we got all mushy at 500, so we're not going to do all that again. I will say, though, 10 years. Come on. You're too good to us. It's really very kind of you to continue to hang in there with us. We know our best years are behind us. We know that. You know that. Uh, But the fact that you've clung in here, even in the twilight years, is is very meaningful to us. So thank you so much. Um, Yeah. it's. uh, I do not know what we can say that we did not say, like, what, five episodes ago at this point? Sure. But... uh, it's. I feel like ten years is a sort of different milestone, at least on our end, uh, chronologically speaking. To it is easier for me to look back at where I was ten years ago and where I am now, and uh, it, where I am now is because of of you all listening at home. So thank you all so much. Um, thank you to Elizabeth Gilbert, who is so good, just like the best, just good, uh, just like a really good, good person. person, funny and very talented. Um, and I don't think we mentioned this during her segment, but if you are like struggling with creativity, uh, during this time, uh, check out big magic. It's another book of hers that she yep. wrote just about being creative. Uh, even if you aren't struggling with creativity, read big magic. Cause it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a life changer. Um, um, we have, so this is a big thing we should talk about too, uh, because with our, with our 10 year anniversary, we decided to do a oh little bit of rebranding. Oh, okay. well, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, some new designs, new logos, that kind of stuff. Um, and you can check that out. We'll be sharing it and you'll see it on all our new stuff. Big credit to Sarah McKay, who did the redesign. And it's just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, and I love it so much. Wild we're going to have, we're gonna have uh, some new merch up with that uh, rebranded stuff up on McElroyMerch.com, uh, including uh, a 10-year commemorative plate that made a lot more sense to make three months ago when we started working on it. Right. right. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's January and you come up with a funny joke that does cost money, right? Yes. And yes. then it's April and the face of the world has been forever changed, but the plates are still there, huh? That you still made them. You still made them. There's nothing you could do about it. You don't have to listen. 
you don't have to buy the plates. We get it. We do have to try to, we have to put them up for sale because the alternative is just us hoarding plates with our faces on it. They're really, really good. But like, I just like, before you like, like, we get it. Okay. Yeah. Like, this is, I just like, we get it. Um, so anyways, thanks. check that out. Yeah, check that out. We also have, uh, for you stalwarts, there is a a shirt with the old logo on it protesting the new logo. Uh, and I do want to thank, in, in that spirit, I want to thank Justin Russo, who a friend of ours who 10 years ago uh, made that uh, original logo, um, and he's still alive today. <laughs> So well. thank you, Justin, for that for that shirt. You can support you can support Justin. We're giving him a uh, you know he gets his beak wet when you buy one of these protest shirts. So they're yeah. there too if you want. To. Uh, thank you to John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song "Into Departure" off the album "Putting the Days to Bed." Uh, fantastic little ditty. Uh, and uh, thanks to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. Go to maximumfun.org. Check out all the great shows there. Shows like uh, Stop Podcasting Yourself and uh, Judge John Hodgman and Switchblade Sisters and a whole bunch more. And uh, like Travis and Justin, I think both have said, we have other stuff at Family. Hey, go check out uh, the, the movie Trolls World Tour featuring yes. uh, your boys. Um, and I think that's it. So here is a final Yahoo that was sent in by a bunch of people. Uh, Graham Roebuck, uh, Adrian Cowles, a bunch of folks sent this one in. Thank you all. Uh, It's from Yahoo Answers user Mike who asks, Can science make a (laughs) Spider-Man? My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.